are School Walking Dead, a podcast pulverizing episodes of the Walking Dead universe. Sometimes we bring you news, sometimes we make you laugh, most times we go deep. I'm Cosmo Mom 9 Rachel B, and with me, of course, is Charity Blazy Gardner. Guys, you are not ready for our guest today. For years, she was Stuart's mom, Doreen, and Lorraine on Mad TV. She was Gina on 40 Year Old Virgin. Joan Calamezzo on Parks and Rec, and of course, she is our trucking Mother Teresa, our bodacious <laughs> Bruin babe, our <laughs> loquacious Lady of Libation, Sarah, stir up some beef, Rabinowitz, Mo Collins. Mo, thanks so much for being here. Thank you for that fantastic intro. <laughs> you deserve that's great, it. That's a great intro. I'll take it. I'm so excited to have you here. Thank you so, so much. I just absolutely love everything that you have done. I think Joan Calamezzo might be one of my absolute favorite human beings in the entire world. <laughs> she just she is a does and says everything, you know, yes. that you want to say. <laughs> She's a good one. God yeah. bless her. I just want to say thank you because you were one of the first cast members to really welcome me into the fandom and interact with me and I really appreciate that because of that I now have this awesome family. I'm friends with all these amazing people and all this awesome stuff we've been doing and uh, <laughs> I want to thank you for coming to my virtual wedding too. That was awesome. It just <laughs> made it nice. even more special. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, it was a year and a half this weekend. So. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. Time so Thank flies. you for being so great Mo. We just we love you so much and thank you for for loving us back. I do. Yes. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be here with you, fam. Family. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's a your fam. Yeah, mm-hmm. we are very much a family. Um, yes. Like, we have so many wonderful people that we that we interact with every day, and they're so creative and so funny, and everybody is so supportive, and we love we just love everybody. We love all of yeah. you. Yeah, it's pretty amazing to see uh, how you all just have each other's back. Is you know, it's it's really cool. It's like you've taken sort of what the show sort of does and and adopted it into your fandom. It's really sweet. We see it. Thank Both you. Of us. <laughs> That's one of the things I love so much about Fear in seasons four and five was the positive <laughs> aspect of it. You know, it was it was. Let's help people. Let's do things to do good. And I really liked that. I think that's part of the reason I was so attracted to it, kind of over the main show. So, yeah, it, it it's one of the best parts of, uh, of the fandom. Yeah, yeah, there's good lessons there. I, I always enjoyed that, too, and especially I thought it was so interesting as we went into the lockdowns and the pandemic in real life. You know, things like take what you need, leave what you don't became our <laughs> reality. Yes. That was profound to me. And, and, it, and it made me realize just... Uh, even more so how valuable the show can be, you know, as far as lessons on humanity. I love the idea uh, that all of these shows promote the the found family that you can have with people, you know, who are not blood, Mm. but the family you make instead. And man, I mean, these shows have definitely given us that. Like you said, we really are a family. (laughs) Yeah, I I think found families are really, really important. Friends are are to be held dear. It's just... uh, and yeah, you can call them your family. You know, it's, it doesn't have to be blood. Family comes in all different shapes and sizes and forms and colors and all of that. And so, yeah, it's cool. You guys really have created a family. It's amazing. We love following you and, and Alex and Charlotte <laughs> on Instagram. Uh, thank you for showing us all the beautiful places that you guys go, especially in the Jeep. Um, oh, what has been your favorite trip with, with Alex uh, so far in the Jeep? Well, I mean, we went to Lake Powell. Uh, which is sort of borders Arizona and Utah. That was 
an exceptional trip. And I, I highly recommend if you ever get a chance to go to Lake Powell, it's, it's like going to another planet. It's just a really beautiful place to go. But I have to say, one of my favorite Jeep trips now, and it's one we, uh, we do frequently, is between LA and Austin. Do you take different routes each time you go, or do you take this? You take a same different one. route. Same, same one. But that's but that's become what's become really cool is that now that route is so familiar that it it feels like ours, and we you know like we we love that we end up. It's so crazy. We end up at the same gas stations, the same <laughs> yeah. parks for picnics. You know, pulling over the same spot to piss on the road. <laughs> it's uh, we just mark our territory from here to there when nature calls <laughs> what are the main interstates that you take because i used to take that it's route easy. Also. it's essentially the 10 the entire way from los angeles until you get i don't know what is it an hour and a half two hours outside of austin then you turn on to something else but it's the 10 like it's just the 10 it's crazy <laughs> have you ever chance taking highway 50 though where's that so I, I think I think you can grab that in Nevada, and it's it's like the loneliest highway. Have a full tank of gas before you go, but it's just so scenic <laughs> and lonely and secluded, but it's also kind of magical in a way. Oh, okay. So, I'll have to look that up. I'll check uh, it out. Yeah. We drove sure. 10 from Jacksonville to Arizona several times, and it is a an interesting drive. You get to see a whole lot of the country. You yeah. do, and people, and just... It's a trip. It's so different than just taking the flight. I know it takes more time, but at, at this point, I almost kind of prefer it. It's our journey. And, and mm -hmm. you know, with sweet little Charlotte in the back, it's just super sweet. <laughs> Does Charlotte like riding? She does amazing in it. I cannot okay. fathom a better dog in the car. I'm telling you, like, she just has her little little bed in the back. She doesn't make a peep. She doesn't make a peep. It, it's, just, it, it's just incredible. She doesn't bark. Nothing. Nothing. She's just... 200% adorable. Yeah, you get to the motel at night and she's all excited up on the bed. So it's it's super <laughs> sweet and, uh, you know, something I'll cherish forever. Just these travels. Have you found any heart-shaped rocks that you collect oh, on your trips? Of course. <laughs> of course. <laughs> <laughs> You have so one? Probably within arm's reach, right? I got to show you when my, my son got for me. Yeah, my son found a heart-shaped rock for me. See? <laughs> yep. Isn't that great? All over. I know mine are all over my house. They're yeah, they're all there's a shit ton down on the floor down by the fireplace. <laughs> there is. There's another box of them over there. There's a thing over there. I have rocks all over my house. <laughs> Not just heart rocks, pretty, but primarily heart rocks. But yeah, I like collecting rocks. I'm a rock lady. Yeah. And I'm there's a memory lady. attached to each one too, right? I mean, you find it, it and then you have a story. Yeah, I like the nature. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like the nature. I like to take a little piece of it with me uh, to remember. I don't know. I feel like there's also just so much energy in that stuff. And I want that energy. So I take it. <laughs> I keep it with you. Yeah, I get it yeah. and I make it mine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, we know you also love to paint. I've seen some of your paintings. It's so cool. You do beautiful work. Thanks, you know. I enjoy it. I've been, it's been a thing since I was a kid. It's actually what I thought I was going to grow up and be. Oh. And I am. <laughs> As a there you go. Yeah. I am. You know, I kind of ebb and flow in it. And right now I'm definitely in, uh, in a paint mode. When I'm there, it's like all I see is how I want to put something onto a canvas. Are you like me? You'll look at something and instead of seeing what it is, you see the shapes that make yes. up the thing. Yes. That's exactly what's going on. Yeah. Everything mm -hmm. now 
the sort of, I look at it and it distorts into a sort of abstract version of itself, which is different for me. Like this whole abstract vibe I'm on is, is brand spanking new for me. And I'm really digging it because it's just so much freedom in it and figuring out mm -hmm. color and stuff. And so, yeah, it's like, I like to look at how light affects things and just, you just sort of, like you're saying, like you see it in shapes and color and light and kind of put it on a mental canvas. And then it comes out in your own style. We actually have a, a fan question from an artist in our fear fam, Linda. Linda wants to know who are some of your painting inspirations and if you have a favorite period. I have always been influenced by Picasso and uh, Matisse. Yeah, I went through like phase where I like to call myself Motisse. Uh, <laughs> nice. <laughs> Motisse. I, I think it's just about a lot of their simplicity, that style the abstract figures. And somebody asked, when you paint, where do you begin? Can I just tell you, Charlotte, mm -hmm. that question right there is what I think of when I look at every single master painting. I find myself in a rabbit hole with other painters too. Like on Instagram, I like to watch their videos because I'm always so interested in where do you start? Where do I begin? I It really varies. Sometimes it just starts with me making an outline of something. Sometimes it just comes with me smudging some paint on. Chances are pretty good by the end of it, by the time I say it's done. It, it's gone through 10 different forms and been 10 different paintings. But where do you begin is just, I wanna know where the master's first stroke was. I just, ugh. That's, it's my favorite thing to query when I look at art. We recently watched uh, an interview that was conducted by your, some of your family members. And oh, you yes. had, that was so cute, no, by the way. I, lo I loved it. They were able to ask some questions that maybe some people wouldn't dare. And I loved I it. That was, yeah. that was so incredibly <laughs> sweet of them. Yeah, Jeez, it looked family. like a lot of fun. I have yeah. a great family. <laughs> In the interview, they asked you what your favorite word was. And you said, Savvy. We want, what is savvy? <laughs> it's my first word. It's not oh, really a word, but it is the first word, I guess I said. It's more about a feeling. Best way to define it would be soft and cozy. So it's like mm. savvy. I had a blanket and it was so soft. And I, you know how little babies, they'll like rub it on their cheek against their own little baby hairs. That's savvy. Uh, That's what savvy is. I like yeah, that. I, That's sweet. I had a silky when I was a kid. My blanket was lined with silk, and so I'd have to rub the silk to fall asleep. <laughs> but wasn't it savvy? Yep. Yes, it was. Yes. <laughs> Those Absolutely. little hairs that we have, you know, and you yeah. do it soft enough. Yep. That's, that's savvy. In that same interview, you said that if you hadn't become an actor, you might have wanted to be a trucker. So yeah. uh, how exciting is it that you got the role of Sarah, who is, in fact, a trucker? Well, it's serendipity. Like you're a kid and you dream about something and then all of a sudden it does come to fruition, just not in the form maybe that you thought. But you know, when I was a little girl, the, the reason I wanted it was because I, well, first of all, it just seemed really cool, but also I wanted my truck cab. My initials are M-A-C and I thought <laughs> I'd be super cool to have a truck bed that said Big Mac. Yes. I just thought that was cool. <laughs> It was really more about that truck cab and because it's with it's like a camper which i, mm. I like to camp and stuff so it's just it, it's really about that space which yeah. i do love the interior of trucks <laughs> and going as a kid my favorite thing at the state fair was always tractor hill i would just go and look for any of the tractors that were open so i could go inside so have you since gotten your trucking license uh, i don't have a license no oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I, yeah, I do drive. 
I do drive it now, but not. <laughs> I know, and I get liquored up and do it. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Edit this out. Yeah, I grab my road soda. I need my road sodas, but uh, I can't. I can't. <laughs> I can't drive the truck out on roads, obviously. But in the areas that uh, we shoot, I do. I I really get to do some driving. Like, I mean, what what episode was that in season six with the, the oil? 606? That was crazy. That was really, because I really, you don't see a lot of what I actually did, but I had to drive for a bit, pretty rugged terrain, and you really have to be careful. You can't dip into some big divot or your truck will go over. And I had, you know, other actors in there. Then the oil is on the windshield. So I'm, I'm blind. And I also know for a fact that there are real walkers on a, a, a surrounding the truck that I don't want to run over. And I somehow managed to get my lines out at the same time and hit my mark. <laughs> you have no idea. I, awesome. I was sweating that one. That's one of the hardest ones ever to have shot for sure. It was freezing and we were soaked to the bone, you know, for 12 hours or whatever. It was, we, we were out there too long. It was a little dangerous, to be honest. I'm glad everybody was okay at the end of that. We didn't have adequate uh, ways to, to warm up. So it was rough. There's a picture of you guys on set with all of you guys standing around a heater and you're all bundled up with it? hats and jackets and coats on. That's oh. what we had. And that just doesn't cut it. You know, it, it really only projects out like this far, you know, and when you're, like I say, when, you know how it is, once cold gets to your bone, it's to your mm -hmm. bone and it, and that, that can take, you know, hours to thaw, even after going home and soaking in a hot bath, you're still shivering in bed, you know, and that's when you worry about getting sick. But like I said, we're all really lucky that nobody got sick. As far as that episode is concerned, did you film those scenes, you know, outside truck, rain, water before the initial scene uh, with you and June uh, in the, tra in, sorry, in the trailer trying to help that guy out? Oh, that was the, that was the first scene we shot. The surgery one, that was my, my first day of shooting on that episode. So that was before oh, wow. the hell day. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that wasn't, that was a that cold way. day. It was a cold day, but uh, it wasn't bad. Like we're, we're kind of, we're used to cold, you know, we're, we're used to cold. We're used to hot. Definitely the being sopping wet uh, was, uh, was tough. Challenge. Do you prefer, because I know that Texas can be, can be pretty hot. Do you prefer, prefer the heat, the cooler weather? You prefer the heat. Okay. Give me heat there you go. day. I can't, <laughs> I am from Minnesota. I, I don't tolerate the cold well. Uh, I don't mind the heat. All you do then is sweat, which I find a little <laughs> bit fascinating. <laughs> you know, it's like, wow, look at my body just sweating. That's just kind of, I don't know. It means my body's working, <laughs> which I'm yeah. always happy to find out. <laughs> what was the oil made of? Some food grade something or other. I can't remember exactly. And there were a couple different kinds because some of it needed to be on the clothes and and kind of look harder so it glossed up more or something there were a couple different kinds i think but then like what was spilling was probably like a colored sugar water or something maybe i don't remember it, it uh i don't recall that it had any taste or or smell i don't i don't recall <laughs> I, 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 you're too I, cold I, too cold I, to think I, about it I, honestly yeah <laughs> but i i know that whatever they use they always it's always food grade yeah, at least so it wasn't going to be yeah. something that would like dye our hair or stuff like that. 
you know, so whatever it was, was safe. So when you were on Mad TV, um, how much of the dialogue that we hear is improv versus scripted? And did you have any leeway with the scripted portions? Oh, yes. Part of my job there was to pitch and write and, and do all of that. When we have the script, what we do is the, the first pass through, the first take through, we would do the script. But then depending on who was on the floor, there was a lot of improv. <laughs> we would just say the gloves are off and folks like, you know, Michael McDonald and myself. Did we get the, we got the first take? We're good? Okay. <laughs> Let's have some fun. Um, <laughs> so so there there's a lot of improv. And then when I would do the rain out on remotes, as it were, like in location, that was, that's all improv. So there was a lot of improv on top of having just unbelievable writers, just yeah. the best. The way you guys play off each other is just yes. insane, <laughs> insane. <laughs> I know everybody yeah. always said that we were like yin and yang. Because <laughs> we're, yeah. we're very different as people. We're just, yeah, for whatever reason, we had uh, tremendous chemistry <laughs> with our comedy. So good times. And he, God, God damn him. Uh, <laughs> you know, he would always try and make me laugh and he would win. <laughs> Conversely, how much input do you have into Sarah's dialogue? And do you get to improv any of her lines? Yes and yes. Fear is pretty much, a, it's a scripted show. You do what's there. But that's not to say that there aren't moments where I'll throw in little things here and there, right? Or or give an alternate line, you know, just to keep it interesting, you know. Like skedaddle. Um, skedaddle is yeah. mine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted to, I wanted something more Sarah and more kind of taking the fear out for the child in that moment, you know, I just thought in the word like skedaddle is just had a friendlier edge to it to just sort of instead of I don't remember what it was, but it was probably just like, you know, go ahead or whatever, but I'm going to give her a skedaddle. It just seemed more parental and felt more cared for in that moment. So I mm -hmm. changed the word. But yeah, sometimes I'll just do it. <laughs> sometimes it just comes out. What is your favorite Sarahism? Sarahism? What would that mean? Like her lines or? Let's stir up some beef. Sitting there like a turd in a toilet. Yeah. <laughs> favorite. I didn't come up with that one. They're the ones that keep putting poop in my mouth. Um, <laughs> somebody there is obsessed with poop. That ain't me. Stir up some beef. That's that's mine. When I was first hired, and the producers brought me into the office, and they uh, they said to me, you know, you know your character Gina from Forty Year Old Virgin. I said, yeah. And they go, her. And I go, all right, let's go stir up some beef. And that's <laughs> how that happened. And I don't know. It was just sort of a the, the mental thing that happened in my brain in that moment. Because I was just thinking, like, you know, killing walkers, what is, uh, and, and for whatever reason, in that quick little moment there, I thought of my gramps who uh, ran Collins Grocery Store in Superior, Wisconsin, and had the meat grinder down in the basement, and he would stir the beef. And I don't know why I think there was just a quick visual of, like, what's something that stirs, like, you know, because I think the walkers so much look like hamburgers sometimes. There it was in, the, in my first script. I will forever picture a walker going through a meat grinder now. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. But it makes sense, doesn't it? It does. They yeah, do it really does. look like beef. Yeah. I think that would be uh -huh. a great place. I think that would actually, actually be a, be a good one. So, uh, Mo, can someone learn to do improv or is this a gift? You can learn to do improv. Anybody can learn to do improv. It's absolutely learnable, teachable, learnable. Absolutely. Oh my gosh, yes. 
I recommend it for everybody, no matter what you do. How, how do we do that? You sign up and you take classes. And <laughs> you learn. That's all. Yeah. You mean I got to put work into it? Yeah. Or get, a, get a group of friends and start doing some improv games. You just start. Improv is for everybody. Yeah. Do it. That's the key. Yeah. Right? I, do it. I, I really do. I think it's for everybody. And it's super fun. And, you know, there are just silly little games and things that even that, you know, just if you're bored at a party or you're looking for something to do with your pals, like entertain yeah. each other. I think a lot of people would find out how creative they are if they did these exercises too, right? Thank you. Yes. <laughs> yes. That is exactly yeah. right. Look, you know, if Mr. Hermity, when I was in seventh grade, hadn't, you know, made me learn improv, I wouldn't have known that I was a creative person. You know, thankfully, thankfully, somebody showed me this gift of improv, you know, taught me this really special thing and gave me legs to walk this earth, essentially, you know, how to walk, yeah. the, how to walk this journey. I, I mean, but yeah, anyone <laughs> can do it. I worked in a restaurant as a server for several years, and basically that was my job, was improv constantly. It wasn't necessarily supposed to be funny, but I had to constantly improvise with the customer that I was waiting on and be able to read them immediately and read the room. That is it. Yeah. And it took a lot of practice. <laughs> it does, you know, and, and because improv is about making choices, and you know, like, and this goes across the board in life, we only have our choices, right? You can choose to be have a good day to have a bad day, how you respond to things, it's a choice. But yeah, you learn some improv skills and might even make it more fun. You know, even if you are waiting tables, like maybe you just have more fun with your customers even because you go a little further with your playtime with them, who knows? But yeah, we I can all pretend improvise. that I like them. I'm just kidding. No, that's <laughs> true. That's true. There you go. Pretend you love them. Absolutely. Wait, somebody did improvising during their time in the army. Carol's side sidekick. Uh, I think yeah, that's, that's, a, that's yeah. Alania. Alania. Yeah. See, I mean, I, I the Dude, army. I imagine like talking about having to improvise. Carol, did you actually do lessons? That's very curious. I'm curious about that. That's interesting. Portrait photography, a lot of improv. Yes, you've got to get the people to you know act like a model for one thing. We're all improvisers. Well, speaking of improv, we thought we'd have some fun for just a couple of minutes here if you're up for it. <laughs> we know you've done a, a wide range of celebrity impersonations, so oh we gosh. thought we'd ask you how some of these people may react to being in a zombie apocalypse. So how, what do you think Lorraine would say in the middle of a zombie apocalypse? <laughs> <laughs> how you're tricking me to get me to do my characters. <laughs> Should have read these questions better. <laughs> oh, what are them walkers doing, huh? <clears throat> Say, Carl! Carl! Uh, go grab me a can of beans or something. I gotta knock one of these suckers off. Right. <laughs> They're standing in the g darn way! <laughs> We actually had a comment earlier from Charlotte who said like she hadn't been familiar with Mad TV and getting to experience Lorraine for the first you know for the first time ever during lockdown was just magic. Oh <laughs> yeah, what a it was a good time her. to bring her out of the closet. How about Cher? Cher. <laughs> well now, who, who the hell brought all these some bitches out here? Well, what are you a half breed? Look at you. 
You're half dead. Sonny! Sonny! Oh, no! Oh, no! I don't know. I don't want to hear about you. I'm so fearful. Oh, my God. 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 I'm trying so hard not to say <laughs> I'll make arrangements with the uh, urgent care. <laughs> In 2017, you were nominated for Outstanding Character Voiceover Performance for F is for Family. Yeah. I had no idea that you voiced Jimmy Fitzsimmons, even though I watched the show specifically listening for you. How would Jimmy Fitzsimmons now? react to the zombie apocalypse? Stay away from my shit! <laughs> Get away from me, pelt fuckers! <laughs> oh man! Oh man, here they come! Oh man! Pelt <laughs> Oh my suckers. god! Pelt <laughs> Yes! <laughs> Ladies and gents, ladies and gents, we got the snort. We got the snort. I love it. Oh my Let's take gosh. our ball. We can go home now. All right. Uh, it's oh. great to know you. <laughs> Thank you for coming oh on. Oh, thanks. <laughs> okay. oh. oh my God. Thank you. So Thank you so amazing. much. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for doing that. Um, you had mentioned that you uh, wanted to get into a little producing. Have you had that chance? I haven't. Well, no, that's not true. If I think about it, I've been producing pretty much my entire career, you know, because I look at sketch shows with my friends. We wrote shows, we produced them, we put them up in theaters. And I continued to do that, you know, till even a few years ago, really. I was producing shows at a place called Improv Olympic, but that closed. Have I done like a film or something, produced a film? No. But there is something interesting about that to me. And I think it's just because I'm probably a bit of a, my control freak might want to fly her flag a little bit, you know, and just have all of the control of the creative of something just to sort of see what that might end up looking like. But yeah, it would have to be a story that obviously I really care about. And uh, if, if I wasn't too lazy about writing lately, I'd probably get on that. <laughs> But writing scares the crap out of me, and uh, I've been kind of kind of lazy. Well, no, I haven't been lazy. It's been busy, so um, haven't written for a while. Somebody but yeah, that's, that's something I wish I would do. Jeremy yeah. likes to write too. Oh no, no, she no, won't no, admit it, but she's pretty yeah, good at it. It's hard to yeah. do. I mean, oh, actually, right before I got fear, I you know had developed a show for myself uh, called Shit Show. And uh, it was a love story. And I pitched around, actually had uh, got the green light from Amy Poehler's company to produce it. But then we, uh, she takes all her stuff to Universal and Universal ended up, you know, holding on to it for a while and then saying no. And I got sort of tired of the pitching and everything and just like needed to set, put it to bed, you know, and just because I'd spent like year and a half to two years developing it and pitching it and really working hard on it. And then you just sort of like need to step away and, and breathe. And I got busy doing a play here in LA. And at the same time, then I got cast on fear. So boom, you know, it's like, okay, I guess I'm doing this now. <laughs> as far as like that show now, you know, I, I'm too old to play that character, but would I be interested in producing it still? Perhaps. 
with somebody else playing me, perhaps. That, that would be fun. Yeah. Who, who do you think you would cast as you? God, I don't know. <laughs> any, any good schizophrenics out there? <laughs> I don't know. Dare. How do we end up being a share? I'd find somebody really hot. <laughs> really young and hot. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think there's plenty of those out there. Yeah, there's plenty. <laughs> of course, we, we know now that Gina from 40-Year-Old Virgin was the inspiration for Sarah. But what other characters from your past, if any, have you brought to Sarah? Hmm. Me. I brought me more than any character I've ever played. Me. That's what's been really, really interesting about playing Sarah, is the melding of the two. And uh, that's been really, really super satisfying. I consider myself a character actor, and I know some people are like, what's that? And an actor is an actor, and it's like, no, I still, I actually still kind of like character actor. That's me, that has meaning to me. And as much as Sarah is still a character, we talk different and things, but we're very alike. There's a lot of similarities. I don't think there's anybody else I can think of. Once I felt myself fusing with Sarah, that's what I wanted to continue to do. I didn't really need to look outside to find her. The more I looked in, I found her. Uh, well, and it makes all the difference. We love Sarah. Thanks. Because of this, too. Yeah. Thank you. Charlotte asks, what are things that you have in common with Sarah, and what in your eyes are the biggest differences? Well, we both got a ton of moxie. We're loyal as fuck. We love hard. We play hard. Tricksters. <laughs> I was going to say, I'm more serious, but Sarah's pretty serious, too. Gosh, our pants are the same. <laughs> <laughs> We even dress alike, funny enough. Yeah, it's really hard to spot the differences. She pees standing up and I sit down. <laughs> there we go. There we go. Charlotte asks, does Sarah have a truck license? <laughs> Sarah, well, I think she does. I think she, I think she is licensed. I think so. Did I hear that at some point? I think she has a license. Maybe not. Probably a little expired now. Well, I mean, <laughs> definitely expired. But, he does um, say that they were live, they were living on the fringes before the world went to shit. So right. she probably was a, a trucker before that. So yeah, I, I, I feel like she was. Uh, yeah, I, I do think yeah. that there was truck driving as some part of her life. Yeah. If not her life. Sarah is definitely different from a lot of the roles that we're used to seeing you play. David C. wants to know, what did you do to prepare yourself for the role of Sarah? Nothing. I didn't have any time. If anything. Yeah. I don't have any time to prepare. There's no preparing for this. No. I got called in. I didn't realize at the time it was the producers that said to have me come in. Uh, and it was the same day audition. Like I almost didn't go to the audition because I I was opening a play that week and it was just like, I can't leave dress rehearsal. But I went thinking I'm never going to get it because it's a drama, but I want them to see me do some drama. So I went and uh, later that day, I was told I had it. Next day, I'm in the producer's office talking about the character. And then the next day, I'm on a plane to go do it. So wow. prep. Wow. Prep. Well, you know you know what the prep would, was in the beginning for me, thankfully. You know, they, they said, you know, Gina from 40-Year-Old Virgin. I went, okay. You know, so I just put myself into that to start. But I also wanted to be, and I told this to the director, Tara Nicole Weir, who was my first director uh, when I came to fear. And I said to her, because obviously I was terrified coming in as a comedic actor, I said, and I let her know what they wanted from me, which was this Gina character, but I was concerned that, you know, she would be too 
broad for the world. And so I said, you, you really need to help me fit into this world. I don't want to be laughed out of the world. Do you know what I'm saying? It's like, I want to have funny lines and have humor to Sarah, but I don't want to be laughed at in this world, if that makes sense. The act, I don't want to be laughed at like, what's Mo Collins doing in this world? Mm -hmm. She's, she can't do it. So, you know, I, I had the director really keep an eye on what was going on with my performance because it's a, it was a totally different beast. I felt like a, a fraud when I first got there. I mean, I remember like <laughs> doing like, my first, the first actor I worked with was Lenny on the show. And, you know, I've been watching the show and his fan and I'm face to face with him. And, you know, we're doing our lines <laughs> and all serious and like this. And I just thought, oh my God, I feel like I'm doing a sketch of Fear the Walking Dead, you know, because it just felt so surreal. And so in a way, I matched his energy to kind of, or just because I knew it was a bringing it down differently for the camera in a different way in a drama. It's just much stiller, you know, whereas comedy's just got more bobble to it. So I really felt like, um, like I was doing a sketch of Fear the Walking Dead. Like it was, it was hilarious. It was fantastic. <laughs> but yeah, I just didn't want to be laughed out of it. <laughs> Oh, I think you nailed it. Oh, thanks. Thank you. Oh, definitely. You definitely nailed it. Yeah. When did you feel yeah. that change? When did you feel that swing, that upswing? I feel like I asked this to Jenna also. <laughs> oh, like, when the, did you feel that groove? The, the the groove into doing drama? Yeah, I guess I guess that, but also maybe in conjunction with fear. Like, okay, you're you're in this first gravitas scene with Lenny, and then later on, you're like, you feel that kind of like, ah, oh, I, I get this. It's, I feel a part of this thing now. Well, that was definitely in season four. You know, I mean... When you're out working this kind of a job, you know, you, you get you get close with the cast and you really feel that family thing. And I never felt like an outsider. If I did, it was just because I was putting myself there. You know, I mean, Chill and I used to just, we still, <laughs> oh, I love him so much. But we, we had the best time because, you know, we came in together. We always talked about how we were the newbies, you know, and just like we're both comedians and so it was like we always were pretending just our own little bits to ourselves like we were like brand new and just didn't know what what we were doing and just like <laughs> okay what do, oh great okay yeah so just we, we pretended we were super nervous this was just to each other we would do this because we just sort of like uh -huh. what are we doing here how did we get here <laughs> you know like this is crazy what are we doing here but you know chill had come from doing a lot a lot of drama so you know there was also like he he was one of the most helpful moments i ever had on set my first season and i had a line and had something to do <sighs> what was it about a lizard or something i don't remember an insect some kind of the frog, frog uh, and scorpion was, thank you yes oh the fable that line and all I had to do was walk and say that line. And I was so inside my head, like, I don't know what to do. I don't know how to do this here. I don't, I don't, I don't know how to just do this. I'm not, I don't know how to just, I don't, I was making it really difficult in my head and overthinking it. And every single time, like a couple times, I just I flubbed up the line and God bless him. Chill's just sitting there and he looks right at me and he goes, and only he can do this. You know, he's just like, well, what are you doing? What are you doing? <laughs> Girl, just say it. You just walk. You know what you're doing. Just say it. You just walk and you say it. Now go on and do it. He took me out of my head. He could see what was happening inside my brain. He could see how I was tripping myself up. And because he loves me so much and I love him, it was a safe place for him to say that. He can say that to me and I'm not going to be butthurt. I'm not going to feel like it's another you know, actor like, wow, okay. And I learned, like, I learned a lot in that moment. Like, Mo, 
you don't have to work as hard as you are. I think I was thinking I had to work harder and sometimes you don't. Sometimes you just walk and say the damn thing. <laughs> you know what's <laughs> really, really funny about that is that that is so much in contrast to what Jenna was talking about of, of how she wanted to be taken like a lot more seriously. And she was, I think she was at a pivotal moment in her career. And so, and Charlotte also asks, you know, in conjunction with this, like, did you and Jenna exchange any tips or experiences since you both came from a comedy background and coming from her point of view, she worked a lot harder, studied a lot more for her role. And, and she well, found her, she felt I mean, like she found her place. Yeah. Well, she has a much bigger role. So there was, definitely more for her to do. I don't recall her like giving acting tips or anything like that. When we first, you know, met on set and everything and knowing I came from comedy, like she was, she was really good to just say, it's cool here. You're going to do great. It's great. We went out to dinner like that night. Like, you know, she just really embraced me and, and helped me to feel welcome. And, and I really appreciated it because, you know, going into any new classroom, right? You want that one person, that buddy. And I mean, I, I can have a tendency to be, believe it or not, shy. So it was, it was good because I was a very quiet person on set there. And I think she just, she just sort of grabbed me and said, it's all good. You know, and you have a place here. And yeah, it was very that, helpful. That family. I needed that. <laughs> I did. I needed it because it was very daunting for me, challenging, you know, and yet everything I wanted to do, you know. Yeah, and Charlotte also asks, now that you're talking about learning experience and now that you're not the newbie anymore, did you find yourself being able to f help someone who joined the show after you? I always try and do that. I always, always, always try and do that. If I have any tenure over anybody, I, 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 I do everything I can to make any person walking into our home um, feel welcome and safe and uh, to just shine, you know, like celebrate. You you got the gig. You're here. You did it. Enjoy. <laughs> Check this shit out, man. Check it out. Look what you get to do. Like, I, I like being a cheerleader. Yeah, because I think they're important. I think that anybody that I've worked with would hopefully say that they, they thought I did that for them. I would hope so anyway. Whether they're there for a day, do you know what I mean? Their success is your success. That's just it. You know, I'm, I'm real big on ensemble. And I, I just think that we all are here to shine a light on each other, right? And when you make somebody else shine, they, they help you shine. You know, it, it reflects on you, that light. So I, I just, I, I like to shine a light. I like showing people how great they are. Because people are I great. I try to. People, yeah. But, it, you know, it, but people are great. But yeah. For the most part. Yeah. For the most part. For the most part. Yeah. <laughs> There's some real shit heels out there, too. Let's not kid ourselves. <laughs> Speaking of shining a light on people, I want to say something about Rachel. She was just accepted into a makeup academy. It's a multimedia makeup academy. It's for, yes. oh, yep, for cool. effects makeup. Yes. Congratulations. Yeah. Yes. Where is yeah. this place? Uh, here in Michigan. That's a mm -hmm. big deal. How yeah. long do you have to do? How it long is. will it be? Yeah. It's um, it's a ten to twelve month program. De That's depending. what I thought. Yeah. 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 Good yeah. for you. You're gonna do I'm great. Excited. You're gonna, yes. you're gonna do great. I'm nervous. Yes. But I'm ready. I'm ready. Yes. <laughs> you're awesome. ready. Thank you. Enjoy the nerves. It's actually you're anxious. You know, enjoy it. Mm -hmm. Enjoy the ride. That's yeah. cool. I feel like when I when I feel the nerves, I know I'm onto something. Right. Yes. Like I, oh, 100%. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. That's just <laughs> that life energy telling, telling you what you're doing is right yep. to jump, yeah. to do, yeah. you know, it's there for a reason. It's a little, 
little energy tickle. Listen to when it. you stop feeling the excitement, <laughs> when you got to worry. Honest yeah. to God, ain't yeah. that the mm-hmm. truth? Don't get too comfortable. Mm-hmm. Gripes, because then, then the universe will come in and go. Oh, I got something for you. And you're like, yeah. <laughs> no, <Yep>. not that. <laughs> and the universe goes, yes, and. Yes, it does. <laughs> Improv joke. Yes, I'll take it. Yeah. And you have to say, yes, and I can beat that shit. Our next question is from a fan. It's Danny T. And he wants to know what part of Sarah's story arc have you enjoyed the most? Mm, hard to think. She hasn't had a ton of arc like some so i have to like so selective i definitely enjoyed like 513 yeah with uh oh, wait what's his name clayton not clayton logan logan thank you yeah logie yeah, yeah. Logie. leave what you don't yeah that was cool because that was really one of my first times like really kind of getting to step up and do something a little bit more substantial with sarah a little deeper and i really enjoyed that and god he was a treat to work with <sighs> Sarah coming out of the refrigerator is probably one of my favorite scenes overall of the entire show. Yeah. Ooh. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that uh, that's my favorite Sarah scene. I loved it because I just to me it just it just epitomized her energy or something, right? Like the just surprise and badass (laughs) and the way you delivered the line. I mean, it was just felt so primal, like. Ah, you know, I've done a lot of bad shit. The way you said it just it was like, it gave me goosebumps. Like, it, made, it felt yeah. so guttural and, and real coming out of you. That episode was not directed by Mikey, but that scene was. Just, we ran into some scheduling issues, and so Mikey came in to direct that particular scene, and he's just so great. And he just said to me to get twisted, go sideways, cut her loose. And I love that. And it was his idea to put me in the fridge. You know, which just <laughs> nice. What yeah. that did, like, it just it just said so much about Sarah, right? Like, I just thought it was a, an absolutely brilliant choice with a, with the comedy edge to it. You know, like just yeah. freaking perfect. But yeah, and then he was just yeah. like, "Go, go, twisted, get sideways, Mo." I'm like, gladly, please. Great. It yeah. was like yeah. singing. It was like it was like yeah. that little low baritone, and then all of a sudden, a high note. Yeah, yeah. Just, it's just like music. Just a bolt, that energy. But you know, I, I uh, just love doing it. Great. It makes my chest rattle every time. Like I get like choked up when when Sarah's <laughs> getting emotional about you know what she did had to do to Clayton, and she's like, and I'm well, just like, yeah, it is tough every time. <laughs> I know, because because she also you know works so hard to contain those emotions, right? Because she just wants to stay stoic and strong. The man. There's a lot of mo coming in there, and she cracked. <laughs> she cracked. I mean, there's times it's so damn hard for me to uh, to keep Mo's tears out of there, and I have to fight it because I know Sarah's stronger than Mo with that. Well, there's a difference. The more forward I go, perhaps she's not. Perhaps there's another place where we are the same, and we just uh, we break. Aside from being reunited with Wendell. What does Sarah want? You mean for herself, right? What does Sarah desire? What does she want? She wants everybody to be okay, even more than herself. She wants them to, <laughs> she wants them to shine. Aww. Fuck, there we go. <laughs> she wants them to shine. I just figured that out. 
Because I was just thinking, like, you take, like, her respective, uh, you know, whoever, Morgan, if he's in charge, and she wants him to shine in his role of leadership. She just wants people to shine. God damn it. And she's going to help him get there. Yeah. She'll help anybody. That's her loyalty. I just think that she's really loyal. And she's such a, you know, an action figure. It's like, (laughs) she's quick. You know, it's one of the things I really like about her. She's quick. She doesn't overly think about things, which, you know, fools rush in. And I love that about her. That's me too. Fools rush in. Not always happy endings, but if somebody needs help, boom. She's, boom. She doesn't think about it. She doesn't even necessarily say anything all the time. She just goes and does it. And I I love that about her. I like using that Sarahism on myself. You know, like if I'm having a bad day, shitty day, you know, it's like I suffered from depression all my life. And if I'm having a bad day and I don't feel like getting up too much, I let Sarah take me for a walk. And I get out there and I literally, I walk like Sarah, which is straighter, taller than I walk. And I feel her, I, 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 and I'm a succubus. <laughs> I steal her energy for myself. It's like a comedic stoicism in a way. Yeah. Well, we have a fan question from Donnie. She wants to know, who is your favorite Fear the Walking Dead character besides Sarah? Well, I mean, it'd be obvious to say Wendell, but I really like Luciana. Lucy, not getting enough screen time. Yeah, yeah. I'm with you on that. I, I, I just find her very interesting to watch. I love working with her and just seeing how committed she is. And even when it's not about her, there she is. There's Denai, like so into it. She's so beautiful to watch too. Like she's just such a beauty and to see her badassery out there. And I maybe part of it is because, you know, having been a fan of the show from the start and she's, you know, she's early days that I still is like, oh, there she is. There's Lucy, you know. I think she's really interesting. I think she's a very, very interesting woman character. I hope we get to see more about her. I do too. Yeah. Denai is a, a very, very gifted actress. Just, you know, she's super talented and um, I want to I want to see everything she does. And I, I just want to see more of her. I think she's really good. I'm really fascinated by what goes on behind the scenes, how everything works and how the sausage is made. Can you just kind of walk us through a typical day on set? First of all, there's no if, typical If there's day. any such thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I, I feel like every day, a typical day would be that there's always some surprises. <laughs> Golly. Uh, well, oh, typical day. A lot of times it starts super duper early. The van comes and picks you up from wherever you're staying. And uh, it's usually a long ride, somewhere 45 minutes, an hour away. Quiet, dark, beautiful moon. Dawn comes, you got the cows and the steer along the road. You get to see where you're pulling into and it's like, oh, where are we today? What does it look like? And it's like, ah, I hear frogs. You know, just there's there's always some surprise. You're like, oh, we actually get to sort of sit inside for a minute today. You know, (laughs) just different stuff. And then uh, hair and makeup. Uh, which are separate trailers now. It was more fun when it was all in one trailer, but with COVID, they're separate trailers now and things are very separate. So it's a lot quieter now. God dang it, I just love my time in, in the chair. I got my Sheila doing my hair and oh my God, she's my girl. We just blatty, blatty, blatty. And uh, she always has great music. She's always got coffee ready for me. You know, you're all, when you're all, we're all suited up, we get in another van and actually go to set. You know, our trailers uh, pretty much aren't where we actually shoot. 
we go and we block stuff and then we start shooting you know and it's you're pretty much just on your feet and going for no 12 14 15 hours <laughs> like you're just going then you're just going then you then at the end of the day you peel off a uniform everything has to be hung up and special now and wrapped up for covid get back in that van mask on and that uh, one we wear masks all day except for action but um you're in that van all the way back exhausted your feet hurt you're thinking about a hot bath maybe some epsom salts thinking about the fun that you had <laughs> with your fellow castmates thinking about uh takes you wish you would have done differently but oh well mm, there's the moon and oh a rooster's cooing at me as i come in <laughs> <laughs> when you go from the makeup trailer to where you're actually going to be shooting, is there a makeup artist at that site too for touch-ups and, and stuff? Oh yeah, then they, yes, then they, they pile in their van and they are sitting oh, okay. off to the side, COVID and everything. It's like there's the different apartments and, you know, we have all these zones and stuff now. But yeah, the, um, they do touch-ups in between takes. So they come in. I didn't know if they made you go all the way back down to the makeup trailer and then all the way back for sure. Like, that just doesn't seem No, smart. but it is funny. Like, uh, <laughs> our chairs are quite a ways sometimes from set because obviously our sets are very big. That's what gets to be hard for old lady Collins is because uh, there's so much walking back and forth to set that sort of somewhere in the day, I usually find myself just squatting right on set because <laughs> I, I, I don't even have, my feet don't even want me to go to my chair. Oh. <laughs> Rachel's asking for herself. <laughs> Gainful employment. So. Oh, um. well, yes. Yeah. Yeah, you, you're going to have some long days. Because, you know, you got to be there before we are. Yep. And, and after to clean all my brushes. <laughs> Speaking of old lady Collins. Yes. Sarah's 16-year age up was was deleted unfortunately uh, was sarah was aged up for oh, the yes. um in dreams episode if you can tell us what happened in sarah's scenes for that because they were cut we didn't get to see them well i am glad you asked mikey was directing that and by the way he didn't cut me uh he called and let me know that <laughs> it wasn't me <laughs> so sarah just did a walkthrough where um Morgan and Grace were, right? I can't remember what the original line was, but it was basically just sort of a little jovial moment, right? Just with, with Momo. Like, I come up and I'm like, hey, Momo. And, you know, Grace is like, oh my gosh, it's Sarah. And then I say something to Morgan. But Mikey had me say a different surprise line every time that I walked in. And I did it like 16 times. I just, it was just oh all God. improv. And yes, I got cut. Uh, after all uh, of that, uh, oh, I got. I was so upset when I fe when I saw the she footage of was. you in the trailer in the makeup. Yeah, I was, I was mad. Well, I'm legit. like, um, it's not, it's not like, smoke up your ass. Uh, when I <laughs> we saw need that, to I was see this. I was already bummed. I wasn't really doing much in the episode, but then it was like, oh my god, and I got cut. And I worked really hard on that. Like, I gave, mm -hmm. I gave five hundred percent in that moment, and and I got cut. No, uh, <laughs> I, was, yeah. I was so we, mad for you. We were but, all, we were all mad. Here's, a thing, is, here's where I love you guys so much. Like, um, it, I don't remember. Aiden's actually using the hashtag. Too. I don't remember how. Release the Collins cut. I don't, I don't remember like who posted the, there was the picture on set. And so that's how y'all knew that mm -hmm, I, mm -hmm. I had done something. But I was so, I was like inside just a little bit pleased that that got out there so that Y'all were like, where's Sarah in the episode? Where's Sarah? Because, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, darn tootin'. Sarah's got some love. Mm -hmm. where, where's Sarah? Yeah. What's going on? Yeah. yeah. 
Yep. What, where's why, Sarah? Why did we not get this? Why did we not get this? <laughs> where is it? Release the Collins clips. <laughs> the options must have just been too good to choose one. <laughs> Has the, the volume come out yet for Fear the Walking Dead Season 6? No, I don't think so, right? Mm-mm. So oh. now I'm curious to see if it's going to be in the uh, deleted scenes. Because if there's so. that many takes and it's just that good. God. Oh, I wonder. Yeah, God, I did a shit ton of takes. I mean, and yeah. it, it even got to where I was like, oh my God. What am I going to do this time? Like, <laughs> we're still going. How many takes? We just kept going. I'm like, oh, God. The whole thing was me to get him to, to chuckle, to, to kind of trip up Lenny, to be honest. <laughs> it was it was Mo and Lenny in that moment. You know, that's what Mikey wanted me to do. He wanted Mo to make Lenny laugh. So you guys in the this. crowd, now you've got to do this thing where you post the picture, like zoomed up into age Sarah, and you got to put hashtag release the challenge cup, but be very nice about it. <laughs> Tag at fear TWD. Yeah, AMC underscore TV. Yeah. Oh my God, it's the Sarah tapes. It's happening. It's happening. The Sarah tapes. Frank Blaine squawking. Release the Sarah tapes. That's hilarious. I'll take the heat on that one. <laughs> we know and we see all the time what a family you guys are on set. We've talked about it, you know, multiple times even already tonight. Can you talk about maybe some of the similarities and differences between the the family set life on Fear versus Mad TV? They really don't compare if I'm being honest. They're two totally different families. Part of that is Mad TV. Uh I was there 5 days a week for 6 7 years whatever it was. Like re- we did 26 26- shows a season you know this one does uh 16. so it was a much more concentrated time being on mad tv we're involved in the writing and the creating of it it was a different immersion what happens in that situation too is that you much like a real family there's arguments or fighting or you know what comes to us on fear is already formed other than the performances Whereas Mad TV, we're, we're taking the clay and we're forming it together and knocking hands away and going, I don't want that there. And, you know, it's, it's a different, uh, it, it's a different production. It's just different. It's a different thing to be on. It's a different beast. So the, my family on Mad TV is just, you know, that's, it's really hard to top that in terms of how to be, cl- comedy is a dangerous business. It's like we had to go over the edge to know where the edge was. And doing that with each other was was a trip. We loved each other hard. We played hard, fought hard. You know, it's just it's a totally different thing. So it's very different than fear. It's a much more subdued kind of family, you know, more serious and stuff. But not to say we don't have our fun, but it's just very different. And, and I think that's because the process is so different. But they're both great. I mean, I absolutely love them both. What is on your playlist today? Oh, my playlist. Jeez. Let's see. Stevie Nicks. Yeah. I've been listening to her a lot, especially like the live stuff. I'm just getting it. Oh, so good. And always Johnny Cash is always on my playlist. Yeah. Yes. And bread. We love the video of you and Alex. Oh, yes. I watch it over and over and over again. Yeah. Love it. No, we we you do love so Johnny wonderful Cash. together. I like so much kind of music, but lately, yeah. Playlist, I would say Johnny Cash. God, been on there for a while. Last week, Stevie Nicks. Bread is always on my playlist. Who is on Sarah's playlist except for uh, other than trucker music? (laughs) Let's go Brandy Carlisle. All of these lines upon my face (laughs) tell you the story of who I've been. 
So many stories, <laughs> and I love it. Yay! Beautiful. I was gonna actually ask, being out there in Austin, I know personally from doing um, some touring with my friend uh, in South by Southwest, like there's, it's such a music town. Yeah. And I was wondering if you picked anything up or anything that was specifically Austin that changed, or I don't know, like maybe you picked up any, some new music or some new food or some new, well, aside from the barbecue, like we've heard so much about that, but like anything that's just notably Austin since you've been there. Queso. <laughs> <laughs> Frito pie. <laughs> with queso. Haven't really been able to enjoy Austin over the last, you know, year pandemic. We have to be careful because, you know, we work with a large crew and we take care of each other. So have not really partaken in Austin, unfortunately for a while, but it looks great. I can't wait to sit out at some of those picnic tables. The places look amazing, but yeah, I order their food, queso, 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 <laughs> queso. I've always loved Austin, always loved Austin. Like it's a great comedy town. I've done shows there, improv festivals, comedy shows. Uh, yeah, so I'm excited to do more of that. I'd actually want like to do some more of that uh, in Austin. And see the, the music, like I'm gonna go out and see some, some country music. I wanna get out in the country and go to a small bar and just hear an old band. Mm -hmm. That's what I wanna do. Honky tonk. Absolutely. Yeah, get my <laughs> shit kickers on and get out there and pretend I'm local. <laughs> <sighs> I, I'm just like imagining coming back there like after this is all over and just wandering the damn streets during South by Southwest. You just put your ear up one direction, you hear something else, and you, the other direction, you hear so, another something else. It, well, it is, I, I have been there before when it was going on, it, and that's exactly what it is. Like it's just, and I would walk around downtown and it, it just was crazy how you, all of a sudden the music would change. Just amazing. So much music is really cool. What have you personally taken away from playing Sarah? Well, I like doing drama. I like it. I want to do more of it. I want to keep doing drama. And I especially like Sarah because, of course, she does still have a sense of humor. So that being said, doing more drama really means doing more moke. I always have believed comedians, um, we really only always want to have been taken seriously from the start. I, I want to keep going into that discovery. It's like, because I am actually a very serious person. I know everybody is always like, you must be so fun to be around. I'm like, mm, I don't think I really am. <laughs> but uh, like, I'm kind of boring. I really am. Like, I'm boring. I, what I learned from Sarah is just what it's like to embody somebody and dig deep and use myself and that character to tell a story. It's really satisfying and I wanna, I wanna do a lot of it if they'll have me in the world, if they'll allow me. I just wanna tell stories that and show people through myself, that's what I want. But that's always what I've wanted to do. Is it accurate to say that Sarah Binowitz has more of that authenticity, like that Mo authenticity than any other character you've ever played? Absolutely, that's it. Yeah, it's the authenticity. I've gotten to learn how to act. <laughs> I guess. I guess. I've gotten to, <laughs> yeah, I feel like doing fear, I got, I got to learn how to act. You know, and it's that's certainly from the people that I work with. Like I have the best teachers. I got I got to learn how to act, and I want to do more of it. I think that's what it is. I don't want I, I don't want to do shtick anymore. I don't know. I, I I like I want to do meaningful things, even if it is comedy. I just I want to do meaningful characters. I want to I want to keep digging into me to find out what else I'm capable of. That's what I want to do. Well, yeah. Sarah is just the first stroke in your dramatic painting. Oh. 
Ooh, we started. Call back. Oh, beautiful, beautiful. I like that. Be still, my beating heart. <laughs> and now I'm one. gonna follow that up with the goofy question. <laughs> this is from Eliza, and she wants to know how you and Alex would do in a, a zombie apocalypse. Oh, fantastic! We kick ass. Are you kidding I'm, me? Have you I'm seen Charlotte? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's six foot five. He's got muscles, and then me with my smarts. I mean, come on. <laughs> Plus, we're good, good alone together for long periods of time. Good you know, a, a, like a pack couple. Yeah, we would, <laughs> we would do great. Apocalypse. <laughs> yeah we would we would win we would definitely win for, for my part i hope to have the kind of closeness bantery loving relationship that you and alex have or still oh, have. guys are so <laughs> sweet together i love the, guys, the relationship that that we see from you guys I, I i can't even describe what happens that you don't see i really am so grateful for my marriage i found I found the person, you know, we found each other and it's just, it just gets better and better. And it's so sweet getting older together and fuck, we make each other laugh. Yeah. He makes so, me laugh so more than I make him laugh. Like he's, he's funnier <laughs> than me. He's the interesting one. I'm the boring one. He really is. <laughs> uh, His but, morning inspirations crack me up. Oh God. <laughs> oh, and if you see, he's got a new podcast that he just started with yes. a, uh, a friend from I, TikTok. Like, but they just yeah. hit it off. You know, Alex is such oh, a warm queen. person. Just, he's easy to make friends with if you're not as afraid of him at first. <laughs> so, yeah, they started a podcast. Uh, and from what I kind of could hear, it's really good. I listened to about 20 minutes of the first one when I, I just have been busy since I haven't been able to finish it. Yeah. But I did start listening to it. It was funny. Was very it good? uplifting. Yeah, they're very uplifting. Like they're, they, they talk a lot be. of positive stuff. Yeah. I think, yeah, like his buddy, his, his whole thing is, you know, good morning assholes and just gives these mm -hmm. uplifting things. And then Alex being Zen as fuck. Baby, do you want to pitch your podcast for a sec? <laughs> <laughs> Time to I'm plug. trying to describe it. Like, what it? Drop, describe drop it. Drop a plug in there. Hey, guys. <laughs> hey. Just hey. Just how are you? you don't have to be sexy. How are you? <laughs> just, just tell them about your podcast. Okay, so. My podcast is called The More You Know, and it's with me and a guy named Wayne Hanna, who is Good Morning Assholes. You guys probably know who that is, right? I mean, yep. I told yeah. yeah, and it's just us uh, talking about life and um, just everything and anything that we talk about and we banter and it's uh, it's wonderful. And we're gonna have guests soon. We don't know how that's gonna work out yet, but we're gonna do that soon. And it's just a fun, uh, it's a fun ride and you get to listen to two highly intelligent people. Okay, great. Talk about, all right. <laughs> wait, wait, stick, stick around because for those who didn't see it, uh, Alex actually had a great part in uh, Santa Clar Clarita Diet, which I enjoyed very oh, much. Yeah. Yeah, oh, what a, a great show. Yeah. I also did an okay, episode great. of a show, but I can't tell you about it yet. Charity, now kiss. No, I'm kidding. No. <laughs> It's a call back to another thing. Yeah. Oh, one more thing. Oh. Uh, so go to subscribe to the podcast. It's uh, you go to tmykpod.com. Tmyk, the more oh. you know. Tmykpod.com. That's actually very helpful. Yeah, I know. That's all you had to do. I told you, like, that's all he had to do was just tell you where to go. Wow, you're real. You're being real. I'm being real. Yeah. I'm being real, real. <laughs> 
both Charlotte and I said, well, if you have, if you ever had thoughts about doing anything with Mo, you could do the more you mow. And it was the most <laughs> terrible joke. Saying it out loud, it was the most terrible joke I could think of. Yeah, there's so, I know, with a name like Mo, it's like there's so many. There's yeah. so many things. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm leaving now. This is getting cut out. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to say thank you so much for being here, Mo. It was absolutely incredible getting to talk with you. Yeah, it was getting really to know nice. Sarah a little bit more. Everybody, make sure you check out Mo as Sarah Rabinowitz on Fear the Walking Dead. It's coming back October 17th on AMC. Mo also does an amazing array of voices on Netflix's F is for Family, which is actually going to be airing their final season soon, I heard. Yeah. Uh, uh, we'll be coming out sometime this uh, fall as well. So what you can do in the meantime, though, is check out those first four seasons if you don't know those yet. Yeah. It's a fun show, man. Very proud of that one. It is so great. So, it is so great. funny. Yeah. And of course, you've got to see Mo as Joan Calamazzo on Parks and Rec, <laughs> and you can catch up on all of those seasons on Peacock. It's really nice to see you guys. I mean, I see you guys on on the uh, uh, the interwebs, but uh, it's really yeah. nice to meet you guys like this. Okay, it's nice to see you too, Alex. Get, Very nice to meet you, yeah, Alex. In person. In person. Hummus. In person. <laughs> 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 yes, or order hummus. Do that. Barbecue <laughs> news sounds wonderful. Yes. You know, I remember from our last interview, you mentioned that you were going to be doing more children's voiceovers. Uh, and what can parents with children see of yours oh, oh, from the oh, last uh, couple oh, of years that we did our last dog, interview? Puppy Dog Pals. Okay. Sheriff Callie, is that, is that still out there? I was series regular on that and did a bunch of voices. Puppy Dog Pals, I still... I still show up on. I love doing those. Those are fun. I thought I'd give that a little bit of a highlight for parents with children who really want to dig in. I think that's a great idea. Yeah. Good thinking. Yeah, good I'm thinking. I'm not a reader myself, but you know, not, other people yeah. exist. <laughs> not all my stuff is boring, raunch, you know? Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. <Hey>. <laughs> <laughs> I do voiceovers too. Yeah, yes, you're very, you're very talented. Reassuring Mo, yes. Oh, God, he needs a lot. He needs a lot. No, it was great, you guys. It was really, really good fun. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you for spending it. time with us. so much fun. Yeah. Thank you for coming, Mo. Looking. You were in our Christmas video last year, and you were always willing to, to jump in and do things, and thank you so much for that. You give love, you get love. You know that. I especially want to thank you for being part of my birthday video. I'm not sure if you saw the reaction or not, but by the time it got to Mo, I completely stopped breathing. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> I didn't want that to happen. I was, I was just so shocked. I like forgot to breathe for like the minute you were talking, and I'm like, <laughs> oh yeah. wow, yeah. Y'all are so sweet. You really are. You're just so sweet. I saved your video for last so she didn't have any idea. And I put like, oh, that's the end and stuff. And then I was like, oh, but wait, there's more. More. And then, and then you came up and she was like, ah! So Love thank it. you. It was probably one of the most specialist birthdays oh, I've ever cool. had. Ever. Hey, good luck with your school. Oh, thank you. Thank yeah. you. Congratulations, Rach. Thank you. Yeah, you can kick ass. Yeah, that's right. I am. We yeah. love you, Mo. Thank you so much <laughs> for you. just yeah. being part we'll of the be family. To you Thanks for joining the family.
thank you so much for making it to the end of this interview with Mo Collins. Wasn't that lovely? Uh, if you like what you heard, uh, head over to ratethispodcast.com slash squawkingdead and please, please, please rate us because the people ought to know what you liked about this epi- this interview or what you didn't like. Uh, what didn't we talk about? What could we have done better? Or if you want to sing our praises and accolades, go right ahead. But please do it after every interview or episode because it really, really, really does help. And I mean, sharing it helps too. I mean, these are all free solutions to help us out. And we'd love, love, love to be able to do more with your help. Oh, speaking of help, this episode was actually brought to you by our Survivors tier members, Eliza J, uh, actually, at Eliza Jones 71, at Whispers UK, and at Jasmine.iac, all on Instagram. But, 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 but wait, this episode has also been brought to you by our Whispers tier members. That would be Snick3 on both Twitter and Instagram, Aiden the Raven on Twitter, and Judith.Morton on Instagram. Well, what are membership tiers? Well, if you head over to ko-fi.com and create an account and follow us, just follow us. You don't have to give us any money. You don't have to do anything else. But it would be a good idea to follow us at ko-fi.com slash dead. It's our support platform, it's true, but it's a means to know when we record, so, and, well, also when we drop our unedited interview recordings or episode recordings. Uh, so in the event you want to join in on this interview, just like Charlotte and Aiden and David Carranza did, um, you can, you'll know when it happens so that you can either tip us and receive 30 days, receive 30 days of supported back content, or... You could join our membership tiers for as little as $1 a month. For all of this, I mean, it's a great idea. And hey, look, that $1 goes a long way, especially for you, receiving the unedited interview recording, you know, this one, where, you know, we screwed up a couple times, asked a couple questions that didn't have answers to it, and, you know, messed up intros, outros. <laughs> it's all in good fun. And you get the raw takes of, you know, all of us, uh, especially Mo. Uh, but yeah, I, I've been your host, David Cameo, and if you really, really enjoyed this, uh, well, just listen to us in the next one. That's the best thing you can do. Take care for now, and we'll see you in the next interview or episode.